Hey, what's up, everybody? So, me and Dimes just did a did some freestyling and everything, and I was doing it on uh, the anchor the anchor account, but it turns out that I was using a, some sort of wrong account, and we just had some good freestyles, and we had we were chopping it up a little bit, had some good conversation, but then I recognized I clicked I clicked a button, and it turned out that it it wasn't even really recording. So we're gonna we're gonna start up right now, Dimes. Are you, are you, that, that's kind of upsetting. We had a good freestyle in there and everything. And should we yeah. get a, should we start off with another freestyle or or should we just let's just talk about what, what you're working whatever, on? Whatever you want to do. I mean, uh, show you <laughs> another another song that I have. But uh, <clears throat> you didn't record that other one at all. The other freestyle? Yeah. Not because it was on a it was oh, on really? some sort of thing that didn't even work. Like because oh, okay. it says I have zero zero episodes it has so somehow my my anchor is not work it, it, it didn't work it logged me out or something so when i was recording it didn't even like record it damn okay yeah so mm -hmm. i started i started off on wrong thing but let's yeah let's let's listen to something you got and then we'll do we'll do some freestyles well this is off of my phone because i don't have it on here because like i said i took it all on my external okay, okay. i forgot but Yo, I'm with my man Dimes, and this dude's rhymes are sublime. Every time he spits, it's legit, he never quits. He's always sophisticated, contemplating everything from the basics, the rudimentary to the stuff that should be contemplated, which is very abstract. And I just step back to reality, then I come back to the eternal realm, the world of forms. That's what Plato was. I said this before, my metaphors are superb. My adverbs and verbs, my nouns are profound. They come like sounds that are waves and they hit you in the face, making you understand that the plan was understood, but it wasn't understood at the same time it wasn't good. So it had to be retold as I fold the bin of clothes in my room. Then I wear the clothes. I got a lot of hoes. But when I say hoes, I mean not as in he means flows, yeah, you already know, cause you know it's the dimes coming through with the illest rhymes all the time. Let me spit this little rhyme that I wrote down not too long ago, it goes like this. Yeah, ready? When I say hoes, I don't mean it chauvinistically. I mean it as in the girls that is kissing me on the lips and it be obscene when I spit the things that come out of my mouth. No doubt I'm with dimes and we about to spit a rhyme. We're going down another route. That you never been before. As I saw through the sky, you wonder why my wings are so high. It's because I'm an angel and my brain glows. Every time I say this, my flows is like halos on my head. You're dead instead of alive. My rhymes are sublime. They hit you in the mind and make sure that my tape's pure when I spit it. Yeah, section eight living. Yeah, I'm drug dealing. Catch your ass slipping, grab the tool and start drilling. That's your girl, she feeding. She wanna get with it. Broke her off some, yeah, them cheeks I was beating. Yeah, I'm straight wicked. I always stay fitted. Come around my block, turn your brain into liquid. You're the next yeah. lick, best believe I'm gonna be hitting. Says she got a man, but to me it makes no difference. 
Say you're making moves, but to me you're just a peasant. This shit is not pleasant. And head full of left, that's gonna be your last present. Yo. You aiming at my feet, I'm aiming at your teeth. Said you wanted beef, but now you can't sleep. I'm haunting at your dreams. Fuck with me, no peace. Scared to walk the street, cause you'll end up deceased. Chop you into pieces, turn your flesh to feces. Murder rate increases, disappear with no thesis. Cadaver with the fishes, wash you like some dishes. Cooking in the kitchen, busting shots, ain't no flitching. Have you crew in ditches, looking like some bitches. Talk about the cheese, man, they be acting like some snitches. I feed them to the pigeons, I'm running up the digits. You stalking like a midget, head spinning like a fidget. You wanna yeah. get with it, be wicked, you get timid. My game is misleading, that's what she was feeding. Nah, that was like something I wrote. Yeah. Holy shit, the holiest soul. Leaves a body with a partially ripped arm and hip. Indestructible was his function. Too much fucking cause it to start crumbling. The muffin. Too much sipping on the cup in the stomach and gut, which you could have no part of it. That's a written stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was written. That was written too. Yeah, that I can was, tell. That's why I didn't written thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is what I, I was reading it off. Of oh, okay, okay, I wrote, okay. I wrote this song to that beat. Um, and uh, there's a funny story because um, when I wrote, when I made that beat, um, I had just got in a car accident in the L.A. Crest. Okay. And my car flipped, and I broke these three fingers. And my car rolled over onto my hand, and I broke these three fingers. Yeah. I almost I almost lost these three fingers. It looks like it's a little bit screwed yeah, up. Yeah, so I didn't have a car for a while, and I was taking the trains and the buses everywhere. Yeah. And then um, I was taking the bus, and I would hear, like, you know, the little messages that they say, like, oh, no eating or drinking is allowed on the train. So I was like, well, that's interesting. Like, I want to put that in my music. So I recorded it like just off of my phone and then I just, um, and one time I was on there and then like some homeless dude came on the train yeah. and he just started talking to me about like, um, all these, like, he was like really spiritual too, but you could yeah. tell he was out of it kind of, you know? Well, a lot of those, a lot of yeah. those dudes, uh, yeah, he's like, there's, like there's a thin, a thin or, line between like spiritual and, uh, I mean, but maybe not, but yes, yeah, some, some, a lot of the people who are quote unquote uh, mentally ill, or, like schizophrenic, they get, they become what's called hyper religious. Yeah, because there's two there's two modes of spirituality. One is a, a self preoccupation, and one is a self transcendence. And and it, the, the the differentiation distinction would be the quote unquote mentally ill tend to be more uh, paranoid and focused on a type of religiosity that is more about self salvation. So that's why they're paranoid and they think they're the Messiah and they think that people are out to get them. But I don't want to judge them because you know, we, right. we don't know. And there's also higher aspirations behind the aberrations. Um, but yeah. But yeah, so basically he sat down and then like we were just conversating with him and like I just started recording the conversation. He was like saying like all this crazy stuff about yeah. like economics and spirituality and like conspiracy theories and politics. And a lot of it was like really deep. Like it made a lot of sense. Some of it I was just kind of like, this dude's whacked out, but like, then he yeah. pulled out his phone and no, then, but, but but they say like profound stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, I, I noticed they're they're in touch with something. It's yeah, not yeah, just yeah, yeah. They, yeah, like I remember I was listening to one of those dudes. And he started mentioning number four. And he started going on about like what I thought was quadrant stuff, and I was like, is this dude like a spy? Like, does this guy know who I am, or is this guy really like maybe in touch with some sort of different realm? Yeah, but yeah. So um, I recorded him, and then I recorded that's the the little messages that they play on the the um and the train and all that yeah, yeah. so and i put that into this beat so i don't know if you could hear it so now, like, th that that's a beat that you made yeah that this beat and then i put like some of his like vocal like that he that some of the stuff that he said and then 
he pulled out his phone and he started like showing me like all these gem geometric shapes and he's like yeah this shape right here like it helps you with anxiety and he's like this shape right here it's like, like sacred geometry stuff. yeah it's like some weird like um like images i don't even know where he got it but he like googled it and i was just like i was pretty interested i was like wow like this yeah, is, but so i recorded the conversation as like, as rappers we want to we want to get as much knowledge as we can as much uh ver- vernacular yeah. We we want to we want to increase our language capacity, our our, our, our vocabulary, right, right, right. and and we want to expand our comprehension of everything so that we have more things that we can put into our art. Maybe that's true with every art exactly, artist. Yeah. Maybe that's true with even yeah that that actually has to be true with the painters because they they got to be incorporating uh, physics, chemistry, spirituality in their paintings. Look at Mike, Michelangelo. That dude was an expert on 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 theology. All these dudes were. You, you to be to be an artist, you got to understand what's yeah. going on. You got to be an intellectual, basically. Yeah, pretty gotta, much. It's not be, just yeah. you're an artist. You're yeah. also a scientist, and you're you're also a theologian, and you're a philosopher. Right. Yeah. You're like all these things, and then you're putting that into your work. Like you're always like I don't want to say you're looking for inspiration, but when you get inspired, you you know it's like you're like oh I want to like when whenever I'm out and about and I hear like like some kind of sound or something or some kind of like music that I've never heard, I'm like. I want to sample this or I'm like, I get inspired by like, I'm constantly like, that's all my mind is focused on. Like, you know, and then, um, so yeah, that's what I was going through. And that that's how I kind of, what inspired me to make this beat and then to make that song. But now, so if you want to hear so it, here, let's hear, let me hear it with that context. Yeah. Yeah. Is this him talking? Yeah, that's it. Let me start over. So, you know, uh, like all the sounds of the train and all that, like, I like that. I was like, it sounds really yeah. like, okay. you know, the train going by and then like the, the, you know, the lady talking, talking about like, oh, like, please stay seated. Yeah, it's, it's like, a, it's aesthetic, kind of like, it's, you're in the real world, like, it's, but also you're in a transcendental world at the same time with the music. So you're, you're vacillating in between worlds right now. Right. We're right, right now. We're on the threshold. We're about to. We're about to enter the transcendental realm that's represented by music, by the rhymes, yeah. by the by the harmony, the melody, and the, the drums, the, the consonants, and everything. Okay, but at the same time, we're we're kind of in a dissonant realm of this world, the mundane world. Right. But so, is there a difference? Is there a difference though? Is the mundane divine? And that's that's what this this beat right now is bringing to my consciousness. Really? Is the mundane divine? Is this world, the everyday world, we think that there's nothing going on. Okay, actually, you're in the presence of, of the divine. When you're talking to that man right there, that man was an angel. Yeah, that's pretty much what yeah, I thought that, That's with everybody. Everything you meet, everything you come across, that's God right there. And that's yeah, what this beat did. This beat right there, you just brought that to my consciousness. I sampled that from a, like an old song, a little part. Yeah, from Wu Tang. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was a um, nah. I think it was a most death. Okay. Most okay. death. Yeah, okay. it was a most death song. But I put that in there in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now you're also bringing about the way we talked about before the nostalgia aspect. So, okay, now, now, right now, right now, music is 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 putting us in a time machine. So right now we're living simultaneously in the present, in the past, and we know that the past is also the future. 
because everything is connected. The past is the future. Right. Because you think about this in terms of a rhyme. When I make my, when I write my rap music, the first two rhymes, you're going to see it in, in the end because every every sound connects throughout the whole thing. It's right. one organic, interweaving, uh, organic entity. Yeah, it's like that, that flow, like that frequency, like just that natural, you know, like that sine wave. It's like a sine wave. It has, you know, everything's like wavelength and frequency. And, you know, if you, you don't want it to be like a choppy wave. It has to be like nice and smooth and like curvy and like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so the beginning is the end. Yep. And yeah, and it has to be. Okay, so and, and there's that one frequency going on. But then there's also different variations of that frequency. So uh, think about this in terms of like Kabbalah. What they talk about is the different letters. They're different. They're different frequencies. The Tav has a, is a numer numerical gematria of number four hundred. The Aleph is a numerical gematria of number one. But they're actually the same thing, but just different frequencies of the one thing. But you put together all this variation. It's one thing, but it's also differentiated. Everything is paradoxical in reality. Everything, and that's the that's actually the most beautiful thing. People want to say, "Oh, everything is this. Everything is the mind." And then someone says, no, everything is material. Or, or people would say like, okay, oh, oh God is, is a form. God is a person. But then other people say, no, God is, is non-person, non-personal. He's, he's transcendental in, in, in everything you know, or, or beyond. But, all, but it's all simultaneously true. And that's the, it has to be paradoxical. Reality is paradoxical. Yeah, definitely. That it's constantly creating and destroying itself, and like constantly like contradicting. And Contra yeah, contradictions are beautiful, man. Yeah. People people think that they're afraid of contradictions, but we're in a dream world, and contradictions make it like they add to that like beauty and, and abundance and like profundity of it. In my opinion, I like contradictions. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, um, I don't know if uh, this is like some part in the Matrix where they talk about like how. They made a like a first version of the Matrix, and they made it to where everything was like perfect, like no one had any problems, no one stressed out, like no one had to worry about anything. It was just like a, a, a utopian society matrix that they created, but it, it totally failed because humans they couldn't like accept that there was no stress, that there was no like that they didn't they, they didn't have any problems in their life. Like humans need that, like they need some kind of like you know like um. They need to be going through some kind of struggle to make themselves feel like, you know, that they're alive or that they accomplished something, you know? So they redid yeah, the Matrix yeah. to make it more like the real world where you could, like, die or you could, like, you had a struggle or, like, you know what I mean? This is this really relevant to our time when we're talking about COVID and stuff and people be like, how can there be a God? Or, or how can this world be divine if there's, you know, these you know, coronavirus or, or, or the, the child trafficking or whatever people want to say? But... That's just an aspect of reality that, you know, people, there's, there's immaturity in reality, but at the same time, yeah, like in the Matrix, there has to be some sort of evolution, and if things are just all honky-dory, like, perfect, in la-la land, like, idealistic, there's, there's... Like, how boring would that actually be, like... Yeah. Where, where nothing was wrong, like, everything's just perfect, it's just kind of like... But again, like, like, the Buddha said, though, we're in a dream, and... And the conflict and the chaos that confirms the idea of the separate self. And you know what? People do want that. People want to believe that they exist. And now, once we get into the transcendental, non-dual state, now that that's that's a state that we're, we're that we're working for right now. Dimes is getting into that, or I guess it's always there. 
we just need to tap into it or we just need to let go to it the perfect harmonious state where we no longer we're, we're now connected to the divine or, or we're always connected to the divine but now there is no more you there is no more me right so so you think like people are they want to feel like they're special like they're individualistic like they're they're the, they're the chosen one when in reality it's like no we're just all like pretty much like we're all just one like organic um, well you are the chosen one you know why because you are everything else. Right, okay. That and there, there is no thing. But there is no you at the same time. It's all paradoxes. Right, right, right. right. So when someone says, I'm the chosen one, I'm not going to be like, dude, you think you're special. There's a higher aspiration behind that, and you're getting to a deeper truth. You just don't know it yet. Or maybe you do know it. Subconsciously. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really an expert in all that. I know you, you know way more about all that. And uh, I know a little bit. I've, I've read a little bit. I'm definitely interested in all that stuff. But that's why I'm here. You know, I'm here to learn. I'm open-minded. I'm open to, you know, any, any kind of knowledge that you're willing to teach me. I'm willing, I'm willing to learn. Like, I've, I've always been like that. Like, Yeah, well, I mean, I, I talked to you about uh, – I learned a lot from my grandpa's transpersonal psychologist, a spiritual psychologist. And uh, so, Dimes, tell me about like how you started off in 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 your uh, in your spiritual quest. Uh, just, I mean, I guess a, a lot of people are. Hold on Hello. A lot of people are trying to uh, trying to access truth and, and seek deep, seek deeper knowledge. When did this start for you? I mean, for for it seems like especially uh, significant with you. Like, uh, well, in, with me, it's um like I've always been really curious and really like a like analytical thinker, like really trying to understand how, how the universe works. Like even since I was younger, like I was I was raised Catholic, so they took me you know Catholic school. You know, I did my first communion and all that, and I remember like being in Catholic school, and they're like, "Yeah, if you have a question about like um you know the Bible and anything, you know like just write it down on a piece of paper, and we'll ask the priest." And I wrote down like who made God. And I remember asking them, and they were just kind of like, what do you mean, who made God? And they were, like, trying to explain to me, like, oh, this and that. And then I was just kind of like, it was like, the answer you gave me, like, I wasn't satisfied with it. Yeah. And then I took, like, and I remember I was, I was like, a kid, like, probably, like, fifth grade or fourth grade or whatever. And um, I have just, that, that concept just stuck in my head. And I remember I couldn't sleep <laughs> that night because I was, like, a kid. And I was like, am I sinning because I'm questioning God? Like. I was like, what if there is no God? And I was, like, scared because, like, you know, my whole life, they're just, like, putting this in my head, like, God, 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 Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then now I'm, like, questioning, like, what if there isn't a God? Like, the priest didn't really, like, he didn't really seem too sure about that answer, you know? And then I feel like that's how I kind of became more, like, started, like, digging deeper and just being, like, what, what is, like, all this? What, what's the meaning of religion? Like, who, who made this religion? And I just started like just digging deeper and researching, and I and <clears throat> that actually what got me involved into like like science and all that, because I was just like, well, I mean, like science has a way of explaining certain things. So I was like, well, this makes more sense than just like, oh, just believe this and you can't question it. Like at least with science and math and all that, like you could be like, oh, well, no, two plus yeah. two isn't four. Like, well, then prove it. Prove that it's not four. You know. So there's like proofs and like there's hypotheses and there's evidence and stuff like that. So that was like really securing for me because I was like, well, this makes more sense than just like, oh, you just have to have faith, like, yeah. you know. But then I knew that there's like, uh, there's like consciousness and like the metaphysical world that science cannot 
explain at all. And they can't even measure or they can't even explain how an atom creates consciousness, you know. And we're all created out of atoms. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm just trying to, like, get more in touch. I know it's not something I could really explain. It's just something I could get in touch with and, like, and, like, um, there is a, a certain energy out there because, like, I've had certain, like, different experiences. Um, like, my cousin, he passed away. He had committed uh, suicide. Okay. And he lives in Costa Rica. He, well, he was living in Costa Rica at that time. And that during that week, like, the week before, like, that whole week before that happened, like, I was just, like, I was depressed. I was, like, anxious. Like, I felt like nothing was, like like, going on right, and, like, I felt like something was, was wrong, and I even went to, like, uh, with, like, my friends, and we were all hanging out, and they were just, like, what's wrong, and I was, like, honestly, like, I don't know, I feel like I have a bad feeling, like, and I was even calling up my sisters, like, hey, like, I, like, are you guys okay, you know, like, I have a bad feeling, like, I don't know, and, like, I even left, like, I wasn't, I was, like, you know what, guys, like, I gotta go home, like, I, I just have a bad feeling, and then the next day, or the next, or a couple of days after that, like, we get the news that my, my cousin had committed suicide, and it was just like it was just weird like how I had like that feeling that something bad was happening. He was like all the way in another country, and it's, it's just like little things like that that like I know there's some kind of underlying energy or consciousness mm. or whatever you want to label it that connects us all together. And um, you know, and this you could just pick up people's vibes, you know, like without even you know like talking to them just by or even like you know just by you could like feel people's vibes like there's energy. And our body picks that energy up, and and I'm just you know, and um, well, Johnny, you know, he took me to to these. Well, I actually went to a meditation ceremony in the desert, yeah. And it was like really like um, helpful and therapeutic, you know. And um, you know, obviously, I'm not like a perfect person. Like you know, I stress and I have my anger like problems too. Like yeah, me too. Yeah, that me everybody too. goes through. So I feel like sure. going to those meditation like ceremonies like it helps me like deal with that side of me, you know, that it's kind of like um, going to church for me, but without all that, you know, like, I feel like church needs to be upgraded. Like it's, it's, you know, it's a, yeah. it's kind of outdated. Like that was cool. Like maybe a thousand years ago, but now we need something new. And I feel like this whole scene that Ajani introduced me to and like all these people, these magical people that I'm meeting, like, I feel like this is like the new, like, I don't want to say religion, but like the new way of like, tapping into the spiritual world and i feel like religious people were doing that but i feel like there were certain people that took advantage of that to like profit for themselves you know and yeah. like they now use religion as a means to like you know be to like elevate themselves in society so they kind of lost um their their spiritual like whole like their spiritual vibe now it's just like oh like make money and get power and just get as many followers as i can and like build the oh, biggest yeah. church you know what i mean where it's like they kind of lost touch with like getting it's in touch with con you know yeah i wonder how much uh the social media is affecting uh people too because now it's people are so focused about um how they present themselves how they look and if the way i see it is i know this with basketball you want to be the best you can't you got to let go of yourself when you're playing and even when you're rapping sometimes you get into a transcendent state where you're no longer trying and somehow miraculous things are occurring and that's and interesting that it's interesting that you say that um because Jimi Hendrix he used to talk about how um like 
there was a higher state of like consciousness that you could tap into yeah. that would make you like um, way more creative and way more like uh, imaginative, like have a bigger imagination or like just be more innovative. Like, well, he thought that by taking acid, he would take him to that. And that's why yeah. he was able to like, okay. to like be such a good musician because he said there's like that all musicians and all artists and all these people that create everything that like you, you get to a certain state of consciousness where you're just able to like create and then you just, and sometimes when I'm like either making music or like I'm jamming out, like I feel that like I just feel like super inspired and super creative and everything's coming out perfect, you know? And I feel like that like I'm trying to tap into that like into that higher consciousness to be able to do that. And you I know? feel like you have the potential to do that. Uh, I'm not trying to like uh, butter you up or Thank anything, you. but but you can tell with with certain people uh, their their motive of being that they're in an inquisitive state of inquiry and trying to understand things and they have a potential for self-transcendence and and uh like authentic genuine people uh, johnny's like that but yeah i mean i just keep going with that yeah, because when, uh, it's a funny story when when i first met a johnny like i met him in the desert at a rave and um like honestly, I thought he was like a spirit that had came to our camp. Like, dude, dude. Like, I, I, I sometimes wondered if a Johnny can read my mind and stuff. Like, I get, I was sitting, really? I was sitting with him, and he's like, he, he asked me like, "What are you thinking?" Because I'll be thinking something bad, and he'd be like, "What are you, what are you thinking?" I'm like, "Dude, can you read my mind?" Yeah. Like, and I wonder, I really do think that you might be some sort of spiritual entity, like that. You know. I know. I, you know I, what I seriously about? got that vibe from yeah. him too. Like, I, I was on like some psychedelics too, but. Like, he totally, like, tripped me out. Like, he came to our camp. We had, like, a little camp, and he came to our... Like, I had seen him before, and he was, like, messing around with a sword, like, in the middle of, like, this desert. And I was just, like, tripping out. Yeah. Like, I was, like, what the heck? He's, like, messing around with his sword. Like, and then he's, he's dressed... Like, he's a dude from the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Neo or something. Yeah. And then he's, like, dressed, like, as a voodoo guy. So I'm, like, he's tripping a shaman, out. Yeah, yeah, he's, like, a shaman. Like, he's dressed like a, like a voodoo shaman or whatever. So I was just, like, tripping out. And then next year, he comes to, like, our camp, and then... um. Like, we just had, like, a table with, like, all the, like, our food and, like, drinks and stuff. And he's like, can I get a drink? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, go ahead, you know? Like, I was inviting everybody to our camp. And then, like, he sat down around our fire. And he's like, oh, this is dope. Like, can I chill right here? And I was like, yeah. And then I just, like, the like I just got this vibe. I'm like, dude, like, this dude is, like, magical and spiritual. And, like, I was kind of creeped out, too, because I didn't really know him. So I was like, yeah. I don't know who this guy yeah. is. But I, like, I wonder, with a bunch of people, I wonder, like, is this dude an agent? Like, maybe this guy works for the government or something. <laughs> Do you do that too? Like, I mean, I, yeah, crazy, like, but, yeah. you know, you you always gotta like question people, you know, like I don't know when you first meet somebody, you know, but and then like I remember I went to go to the bathroom and I came back and then um, my two other friends that were in the camp they were like sitting down and they were like all quiet, like it was like the sun was like rising up, so it was like kind of cold, and then I just see a Johnny and he has like this big old smile on his face, but he has like two tears coming down his eyes, like. Like, in the movie, like, you know how they cry all fake and it's just, like, one teardrop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally, like, he had this smirk on his face and he had, like, tears coming down. I'm like, what wow. the heck was going on? I was like, it's just I'm, I'm seeing it in my mind right now. Yeah, and dude. I was, like, I'm tripping out and I was like, what the heck? Like, this guy is, like, he's, like, magical. He's, like, magical interesting, you know? Like, and, uh, and he, yeah. He, and he tries to, he puts out that vibe and, and you know, they, they talk about, like, the pickup artists, like, the dudes. He, like, he's always dressed up like the shaman and, and they say that that's, like, how, like, People are attracted to that, but yeah, he has like this magical type of aura. <clears throat> yeah, he does. He definitely does. It's like crazy. He's super genuine and spiritual, and um, so yeah, that's how I met him. And then um, like he just stayed with us at the camp the like the rest of the weekend. So we just like 
vibed out and it was his birthday and then we just all threw kind of like a little birthday thing for him and then like after that I've just been hanging out with him he's just like he he's really spiritual so he's he's kind of like guiding me to become more and more spiritual and I and I've been like changing my ways like everything I've learned like at these meditation ceremonies like I take it to like when I'm either like at work or like when I'm with my family or any social setting where I feel like there's some kind of like negative energy or something like I try to just use that to like deter that you know or like to kind of reflect that away or like to just protect my energy you know and just to keep it to because when I go to those meditation ceremonies like I feel like I pick up that energy that you guys have yeah that you guys you know and then like I try to take that with me you know yeah and like um I try to keep that energy and obviously I'm still learning and I'm not perfect and I made some mistakes here and there but I'm like it's a learning process for me I I I like it I think that the like they, there's that saying to to who much has been given much shall be required and like higher functioning engines like higher functioning machines this is my grandpa told me about me they they require better fuel they require a, a more uh, thriving uh harmonious surroundings environment and you're talking about like so so with you you know you talk about anger issues i had extreme anger issues because i had to learn a lot and i think now I can help you with with uh, maybe uh, transpersonal psychology, the idea of trying to transcend the self. And I've I've gotten in so many problems where I get angry and it always backfires, always leads to trouble for me. Why? Yeah. Because because I'm not I'm not in the higher realm. When I get angry, I'm ca- I'm bringing my consciousness, restricting it, narrowing it to my body, to myself, and manipulation, the ego trying to make things happen. Right, right. And and it screws things up, man. And but at the same time, I had the capacity to be at the super high level, and that, and that's where I accomplished all these wonderful things, discovering the quadrant model and stuff. But then I also, it's kind of crazy, I can vacillate from that all the way down to the deepest level, and that's where I sabotage myself in huge ways, and people know about that. And I've, But I, I can get super narrow, super stuck into the self especially when I forgot about all this transpersonal psychology stuff. I forgot about all these concepts for a while. And when you try to make things happen, you screw things up. And I just like give one example. I was driving with my friend and he's chanting Hare Krishna and I was trying to read and I'm telling him, dude, stop chanting right now. I'm trying to read. And then he keeps doing it. I punched his, uh, I punched his thing, his, his dashboard. And then and like I got angry. And then the police were behind us. Oh, okay. Pulled us over. I almost went went to jail type of thing. Really? Damn. Yeah. But thankfully, my friend, you know. But I'm not like that usually. This was like 2016. This is the time. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you see that the thing is like I'm thankful that that happened because I I think it, I listened to a spiritual teacher talking about this that you you better hope that when you're getting caught up in in a in that type of mode of operation in that type of orientation the restricted consciousness that things like that do happen. Yeah. Because that's gonna help break you out of it, right? So I'm grateful, right? That you know that the things didn't work out because otherwise I'm gonna think that you're gonna keep doing me, that. Too. Yeah, me making things, try, trying to manipulate things is 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 beneficial and that brings about good results. But it's really the divine when when you let go of the self and it has to be true letting go. Some people try to try to fake it, and that's the religious aspect where people are. They say they're letting go of the self, but really it's self-preoccupation. And that's what you're talking about with, with religion, with, with, with the Catholicism. But I don't want to put it down yeah, to any, yeah, any yeah, group, yeah. but but because there's going to be Catholics who have transcendent consciousness. And there's going to be every in every group, There's we don't want to 
categorize any one group and say they're all the same because within every group there's so much variation right. and there's people who are learning i at one point was at that within that way of being and i'm still learning and i still want to keep elevating my consciousness to higher to higher levels and, and, and to like to, to to deeper understanding but yeah when but when you are in that transpersonal mode mode of being where oneness consciousness where you do lose a self that's when the best stuff happens as i was saying with the basketball when i was younger i wasn't aware of what i was doing there is something to find when i was writing my raps when i wrote my raps when i was younger i was writing in a lot of my raps in number four this was before i even discovered the quadrumata so somehow i was tapped into something and it wasn't me that was doing it there is right. some sort of higher uh domain that's a better phrase for a higher domain. I'm yeah. use that because yeah. I don't like using higher power because that's like higher domain. Higher yeah. domain. Okay. So yeah, like when you like touching on what you had said about like learning, like like pretty much learning your lesson, like that that happened to me because like I was with this girl for a really long time and um, I was younger, you know, and um, honestly I did not treat her well. Like yeah. I was like. I was just an asshole when I was young, and then, like, cheated on her, and, like, she would take me back and all this stuff. Yeah. And I would still just be, like, just an asshole to her. Like, I, I just, like, I don't know. And she was, like, the best girl, like, super nice. Like, she just loved me, and, like, I took advantage of that. And then, um, like, I paid for all that. Like, all that stuff that I did to her, like, it came back to me, like, th like threefold. Like, I ended up getting into, like trouble with the law i ended up like that happened with the my car accident where i lost my right after like i ended up breaking up with her and i realized i was like you know what this was all that bad energy that i was putting out into the universe mm -hmm. like it was just all coming back like i was in debt like all that stuff that i did to like this person that she was being like generally nice to me loved me and i was taking advantage of that and like obviously i was younger and i was learning and like i was just in a different kind of mind state but i paid for all that and then after all that, I was like, you know what, like, I can't, I can't be that way, you know, like, I need to, I need to treat people, I need to treat people good, no matter who they are, you know. And, uh, I wonder how much of that was, like, your higher self manipulating all of that to, to bring about that, um, to bring about that result or that, that effect where, where you would come to that realization, like, you knew that you had to go through that. And because, you know, some people, again, they're going to continue going through these things and, and maybe they're not going to get into trouble as much. But you, you maybe your higher self allowed you set up the situation to where you were gonna get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, like you're you're connected with the universe, and the universe, you know, it helped you out in that in that way. And and it's still it, you're you're still gonna go back and forth. Right. You're gonna be oscillating in in that in that mode all the time. That happens with it, with everybody. But at least yeah, at least you're you had some pain, some suffering. Yeah. That is that is waking you up to that there is a higher domain that there is a higher dimension that you can tap into that you can be a part of that transpersonal level, um, and that's that's where real blessings occur, and that's where actual happiness and I'm talking about like bliss the flow. And and that's one thing that I, that I think that is going to help a lot of people because we know that that the religious fake morality is not the answer. And, and you know that, and that's why you, you rebel and you started to, to, you know, to, to act in ways that, that were contrary to that. And that's actually, you know, that's actually a step in the right direction because at least you know that the conformity aspect is not the real, it's not real. It's, but then 
now you also know, and thankfully the universe you know, conspired with with this and, and, and brought you to the realization that, that that's not the answer either. You're, you weren't, you weren't in harmony with the flow and, and, but so then there must be something beyond this, beyond both, both those, the rebellious aspect. And that's, that's the, there's Vishnu worshipers and Shiva worshipers. I talk about this in my podcast before, like Vishnu worshipers, they're, they're the goody two shoes. The Shiva worshipers, they're the ones who are, who are acting out. But then there's a domain beyond the interpersonal dualistic world where we believe that we're separate selves and we're manipulating things. We're trying to make things happen. The religious people are doing that. They're, they're trying to get money. They're trying to get power. They're trying to get, do what, whatever uh, ego manipulations they have. The people who are who are acting out and acting uh, criminal or whatever, a lot of cases it's because they, they haven't been introduced to the higher level of consciousness. And you know a lot of them grow up in the ghetto. But that's not – we don't want to make any excuses but right. for whatever reason. And then – they, but but then there's there's a they talk about this in the Game of Thrones or my grandpa told me about this in the Game of Thrones that there's the people all trying to make things happen within the wall and that's the interpersonal realm but then there's a transpersonal realm outside of it and that's you can engage in that realm through inquiry through through growth in in, in terms of just studying understanding in in engaging in rituals in engaging in, in practices like basketball football. Any type of discipline that where you're growing, you're developing, and you you have now you have the potential to transcend the self, and and it's and, and it's a true self transcendence. Whereas these are all formulaic ways of, of like you know the the vision worshippers they're, they're they're focused on saving the self for an afterlife. They're still focused on the self. The other people they're they're like okay, well screw all that, saving self for the afterlife. That's all phony. That's all fake. But then they're still stuck in the self. But now they're they're engaging in in activities that are quote unquote ignorant, and that's what that's what you got caught up in. For yeah, a bit. definitely. And and I get caught up in it too. But you know what? Look at the dudes. Look at the heroes in the Bible. They were all caught up in that too. David, uh, Samson. You think that they were all like goody two shoes? No, they were they were with Joshua. <laughs> My real name is Joshua. So yeah. I read the book of Joshua, and I didn't know Joshua was a general, and like he was like. Like a, he slaughtered like a like pretty much like an entire village. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of this also is metaphorical. A lot of yeah. these stories, so we don't want to ever condone like slaughtering people and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, definitely not. But um, but but these yeah, but these people though yeah they they weren't they were not conform they're not they weren't conforming to religious quote unquote morality, and but they're 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 the heroes. Well, actually, like well in the in uh, the book of Joshua, God tells Joshua like to like take over certain like to take over the Canaanites. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of like contradicting, like goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like contradiction. Yeah, but. exactly. And, and, and that's the thing is the Bible's full of contradictions and people say, people look down upon that and they say, oh, that's wrong. Uh, that means that the Bible is not true. It's not divine. But I say, no, that means it is divine because contradictions help you to break out of conventional consciousness, conventional thinking, because conventional rational thinking, that's self-oriented. That's still the ego. That's still based around around uh, thoughts which are which are shaped by the ego and which are which are surface level and you want to transcend that to the flow to inspire divine consciousness where that is beyond the self so the fact that there's contradictions that's not that that's not anything to to put down the bible with or any of these divine texts like the the hindu scriptures or the quran it's something that is pointing us to something to 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 actually the truth it's helping. It's it's helping facilitate the the transpersonal consciousness.
But dimes, uh, let's listen to. You want to listen to some more of your yeah. music and stuff? Let me uh, let me put another one of my beats. I gotta put it on here because it, I don't think I have them on here. I already played the ones that I have on here. But yeah, let me play this. And also, let's let's do some. Uh, let's do like all the genres that you're doing too. Like just to, to, so tell, tell us what. What what type of genres you're working with? Um, what the inspiration behind them? Because um, I don't know too much about EDM. I know a lot about rap music, but even that, I, I need to learn more. But you know, I, I listened to a lot of stuff back in the day. But yeah, just just tell me your thought process. I want to hear about what your writing process when you're writing your raps, what you're going through, um, and and I also want to encourage like. Focus on when when you're making these this music. Just in my case, trying to tap into that divine the divine level, that transcendental level, um, and, and focusing not on preaching. Like, okay, we know what moral technique. He he he's great stuff, but at the same time, some people don't like it. They they don't want to be preached to. They don't. Right. But but maybe tapping into something where you're not even writing it. That's what I got to that level where I feel like it was God writing it. Right, That's right, where right. I want to get to, where I don't even know what I'm writing as I'm writing it. Right. I think that goes back to what I was talking about with uh, Jimi Hendrix, where you tap into that higher level of consciousness, and then you're just, like, able to just create and just produce and just, and I think that's, like, um, you're, like, tapping into, like, that the, that higher level of consciousness. And uh, But to me, when I, when I make... It just depends, like, how I feel, like, if, if I'm in a good mood, if I'm, like, like, this one, this is, like, a good mood kind of vibe. This is just, like, soothing right now. I'm just feeling at peace right now. So, um, I sampled the, um, Stephen Hawking's because I was, like, taking a physics class, so. I okay. I love samples, dude. I love samples. Why don't people use that more often? I don't, I don't know. I think it's frowned upon now because, like, you're taking other people. But to me, it's kind of like a collage. Like, people make collages of, like, pictures of, like, art. And then that's still, like, acceptable. So when you sample other stuff, it's like a collage of sound that you make, you know? Yeah. So right here, I use two samples. Like, that melody is uh, from a... It's an old song that... Ding, ding, ding. So I layered it and I, like, added some effects. I made the drums to it. The drums are mine. And then I just added that Stephen Hawking's, um, like, uh, sample. So pretty much he's saying uh, the boundary condition of the universe is that there is no boundary. So that means the the universe is, like, infinite. And another contradiction, because there's people who say, no, look at the Big Bang. It's it's finite, obviously. But then there's people who say, no, but, but there was a big, there was something, brains collided, and that's what created the Big Bang. And actually, it's eternal. And, and the thing is, like, both are true at the same time. Or maybe neither are true. But that's the beauty of reality is it's, it doesn't need to make sense, and it doesn't make sense. But it's pointing us to this something like – I look at everything as metaphorical. We're in a dream world. Even if I see – if there is evidence that brains collided, I'm not going to believe it because that's just metaphorical. Yeah, like yeah, when you're yeah. in a dream, everything that happens in a dream is a metaphor. And I want to get to the, the symbolic resonance of everything because – Everything's surface level. That doesn't mean anything to me because our surface is illusion. Right, right. So, um, yeah, it just depends, like, on um, what what I'm like 
going through at that moment or what did, what did it inspire me at that moment or what am I studying or what did I go through? What inspired me to make that song or to make that beat? You know, the other day I was just in Santa Monica and there was like this, um, uh, like this street musician and he was playing like this harp or like, it was, I think it was like some kind of like Asian or Chinese like harp thing. Like, yeah. and I was just like, I just sat there and I started recording them and I was like, I want like, you know, that inspired me to make a beat. Like, I, I like this this mood, this vibe that he's giving off. Like, I want to, you know, add to it and make it to something else, you know. Or, and then it just depends on my mood, you know. Sometimes I'm like sad, or and then I make like a sad song. Like, uh, let me play this other sad. Like, this kind of like a sad song that I made. Another one I want to check out, bro. Tell me if it's a good one. The transient knowledge one. Oh yeah, that's the one that um that I played earlier. Oh okay. okay. So that's why I called it transient knowledge because it was like a tra you know a transient. Yeah, it's like temporary or whatever. Transient is a, isn't it mean like a homeless person? Oh okay. Yeah, yeah like yeah. transient. Yeah, that's the one I like. I like that one. And that 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 we talked about that right? Yeah yeah we talked about that was recorded about it. right? I, I hope so. so. Yeah. I hope so yeah yeah. Yeah that that was dope man. I love this one. I'm feeling like dude, you're tapping into something special, bro. So thank you. All right, let's get another one. Let's but I was really going through a lot when I made this beat because, like, I didn't have my, I, I lost like everything. Like, I lost my car, and then since I didn't have my car, I couldn't get to work. Okay. So I lost my job, and like, I just like I lost like everything. I had to, like it was like one of like I think things happen in threes or something like That's that. Like, say, like, yeah, but it was transcendent fourth in the quadrant model. But yeah, that yeah. My, that told me about the things happening in threes too. But yeah. um, yeah, ended up like, and it was just like after I had went through like a bunch of other stuff, and I just got my car back and my job, and then boom, like I got in a car accident and lost everything. You lost your again. fingers, right? Not almost, but yeah, I lost my fingernails. They got completely ripped off. That's why they're deformed a little bit. So can you can you tell me like just, just the details about this accident? Yeah, so, you want um, or do you want? Yeah, yeah, I can tell you. Yeah, it's, um, so I was like, um, it was like kind of like the weather we're having right now, where it was like stormy and snowy. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna go up to the crest and like check out the snow, you know? Yeah. So I'm like driving in the crest and there's like um there's like all this gravel and like it was like really bad condition to be driving on the crest and um to be honest, I probably wasn't driving like the the like the the speed that I should have been for those conditions. Yeah, my grandma told me don't drive right now. She was like, yeah, don't drive because it's too uh, yeah. stormy. Yeah. yeah, so I was in there like right after a big storm had hit. So I was like, just all this snow and there's like all this gravel and like ice and stuff on the road. And I guess this other lady that was coming, you know, because it's like those canyon roads. is like one way this way, one way the other way. She kind of lost control and swerved into my lane. Oh. And then I tried to like, my first reaction was to try to not hit her. Yeah. But then I lost control and I hit the, the side gravel. And then I completely lost control of my car, and it was, like, either, like, go towards the edge of the cliff and fly off and probably crash, or, like, hit the side of the mountain and kind of try to stabilize it. Damn. And then my window dude, was damn. wide open, so I ended up sliding into the side of the mountain, and it, like, flipped my car over. And then, like, when someone pushes you, or, like, when you fall, your first reaction is, like, to grab yourself with your hands, you Okay, know? okay. So since my window was open, my hand flew out, like, out the window like this. Golly. And then it rolled, the car, like, rolled onto Holy my, my crap, hand. Holy dude. And it, like, rolled, like, perfectly like this because it didn't get my pinky, but it got, like, these fingers. Was it super painful? Yeah, it was, like, instantly, like, yeah, it was just, like, my my fingers, like, they straightened my fingers out, but they were, like, all crooked and, like, Oh my like goodness, bad. Yeah, dude. I broke these three fingers, like. Dude, just imagine if you were, like, a basketball player. Do you play basketball? No, I don't play yeah. basketball. I play soccer. Yeah, like if football. you're a basketball player, dude, that would, that yeah, would yeah. suck. Yeah, yeah but, um, I mean, it's still, it's my hand, you know? Like, yeah. you need to use your hands. Like, luckily, it wasn't my right hand. You well, know, do you but... still feel pain when you, when you 
Yes, yeah, sometimes I do, but it's it's healed up pretty good. Like I for like, and I completely lost these three fingernails. That, was like, was this before you were getting into the spiritual stuff, or? Yeah, it was like before. Like, do you think that this helped? Uh, yes, definitely. That? Because like I had to like sit at home. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a job. Yeah. My fingers were messed up. Like they were like. So my finger, my fingernails got ripped off. So you know your fingernail, your fingernails are pretty sensitive, and like under the your fingernails, it's like super sensitive. So I couldn't even like touch my fingernails. It would like send like shock waves down, to like down my whole hand and stuff. And um, I had to like wow. have them wrapped in like this special kind of like um, like bandages and stuff, so they wouldn't stick. And I had to be like cleaning them. So it was like a whole ordeal. Like and I had I, I was just like stuck in my room like with my thoughts and like. Just like, how did I get to this point? And I like, I had a lot of time to like reflect, and just be like, you know, what am I gonna do from here? And it took like, it, it like I healed up pretty quick, I guess, but it took me like six months to heal up. But um, even after I healed up, it was like, all right, now now I gotta like go get my job back, go get a car again, you know, get everything back together. So it was just like, and then after that, like, once I did get everything back, I was just like more. It was like more great. I was more grateful for it, you know, like. I was just like, I don't want to lose this again. Like, uh, I'm going to be, you know, like, I'm going to be like, I'm going to send nothing but good energy because I felt like um, all my karma, like, had came, like, like, I paid all my, my debt that I owed to the universe because even before that, like, I ended your up getting... Mind, your mind state, you weren't in a harmonious mind state and then something, you, you weren't in line with the flow. Right. And that, there was a consequence to that and there's consequences to it and thankfully, you, you made it out in one piece but also yeah people, yeah people come back with scars and stuff from yeah that. thankfully that happened to me yeah go ahead yeah thankfully i did survive that because it was on the crest and a lot of people do you know pass on like and that same weekend that i got in a car crash yeah. or actually i guess the uh the paramedics told me they were like you're lucky like somebody else just flew off the cliff and they weren't as lucky like they pretty much they died you know and i was just like dang like so yeah now i have like a super like well, it's kind of like PTSD, but when I'm driving on Canyon Road, like, I'm super, like, mm. it's always on the back of my mind, you know? Like, and the other day, I was actually on the crest, too, with uh, with Kim, that one, that one girl. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was just, like, going back, like, I was like, dang, I can't believe, like, I survived this, you know? And then, so I had to just, like I said, you know, I had to drive, I was, I was taking the trains and the buses, and then I was just, like, I kind of got in touch with, like, I started seeing a different side of the city that I had never really noticed. Because, like, when you're on the freeway, like, the walls kind of block everything and you're just kind of like zooming by and you don't really like notice like different parts of the city. Like I started taking the trains and the buses and like, I was like, I never even knew this was here. You know, I'm like seeing different sides of the city and like, you know, just like people going to work and like all this stuff and like the hustle and bustle. And I was like really inspired by it. I actually made a, like a music video okay. to that song okay. that I made. I'll show you. Oh, dude, if you want. I want to yeah. check that out. But the thing is they, they can't see it though. Cause it's yeah, audio. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, the they can. thing. Yeah, they can't, but, um, but I'll check it out. I'll, I'll, I'll explain what's going on. Yeah. And then but, you, and um, then you also, you guys all you can check it out. Just tell them what, uh, what the, what the link yeah, is. Yeah. 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 And then, so, so yeah, it was just like, well, it, dude, you know, what's interesting. Well, first off, I know a dude named Kirby Ruiz. I played basketball with him in college, and he became very spiritual after having a back injury in, in high school. Really? And he became like very – and he was my roommate uh, at, for summer for uh, summer school at UC San Diego. And we played together. We played basketball. My freshman year, I redshirted, and uh, then my sophomore year too. But then I, I quit my sophomore year. But 
but yeah, he said that his his whole spiritual awakening occurred while he was hurt and while he was he was contemplating a lot and he started reading the Bible a lot. But uh, I don't know. I think that he had a very spiritual bent, but also it might have been a little bit religious. But I think it was very spiritual. Yeah, he definitely had a, like a deeper consciousness. And I'm gonna actually I'll try to hit up. I forgot about Kirby. I'm gonna try to hit him up. See if I can get him on the podcast. Yeah. Um, right now I can't find the video because it's on my other account, and I'm like trying to remember. I had it, the link actually on my Instagram, but I I changed the link. Yeah, and also, dude, I, I know what it's like to, to have to be in a, a car that flips. Because I was in, when I was in the seventh grade, I was in a golf cart. My friend was was dri- uh, uh, driving it down a hill. I was in the back seat, and we were, we were going down a road, and he turned really fast, flipped over, landed on top of me, dragged me down the hill. I had I had like at least at least a hundred stitches. Oh, for real? Look at this keloid right here. Oh, like man. I couldn't walk for months. I have keloids all over, like. Usually it's it's African Americans with keloid, so maybe I have like African American ancestry or something. But yeah, I have keloid, yeah. but I have it on this part of my leg. Like I have a keloid here, just yeah. like all over. Yeah, they actually had to pop my fingers back into place and stuff. They were too, they were thinking of doing surgery, but they're luckily like they the doctor just came in. I remember I had the, um, I guess she was like barely learning and she was like really scared to like touch my fingers and she couldn't do it. And then the, the like the real doctor came in. He's like. He's like, oh, this is how you do it. He's like, you just got to do it in like one one motion, one strong motion. He's just like, <laughs> crack yeah, my fingers yeah. all back. I was just like. It's cool how that, how that like some people are, are so timid yeah. and they don't know how to do it. But the dude who's, who's just like, they don't really care. It's just like, and they do it the best because yeah. it's like when you're rapping. Yeah. If you're rapping and you're thinking like, okay, I got to like, what rhyme should I say next? And I got to be right. And I, yeah, yeah, now yeah. you're going to suck. But the dude's just going like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's not thinking. Yeah, he's he good. Just had, the other girl, yeah, she was like going all slow and trying to not not to hurt me, but it was hurting more because she yeah. was going so slow, you know, like like intentions, like people's intentions don't necessarily correlate with reality, and that's a, yeah. that's the idea with the flow, is the flow. It's not about intentions, or it, it, it's it's a true oneness conscious, like divine consciousness, but it's what it's what's perfect, and what's perfect doesn't necessarily c- come about with w- w- when you're trying to do good. Like they, they did, they, they were, people were trying to stop like wildfires or something. So they started to, uh, oh, here we go. I found okay. it. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, but anyways, anyways, the... people, people try to do good things sometimes and then they end up doing the opposite is, is the, is the more of the story. So I was taking the trains and the buses a lot. So I just recorded like pretty much what I would see and like, it kind of went with the video because that's where I got the sample from, from that guy that on the train. I did it in black and white because like that was kind of my mood. I was just kind of like kind of like down, you know, because I had lost everything, my car and like my fingers were broken. And this is this what I'm talking about right here. This is that it's black and white, so it's this reality, but it's not this reality. Maybe you're you're, you're entering into a, a different but more real existence right here. Like, it's black and white, okay. It definitely represents like my mental state at that moment. And like just seeing like different parts of the city that I had never really seen. Like I just thought it was really aesthetic to be like driving like being in the bus and I had time to like record, you know. So so what's more real, a black and white or, or color? None of them. It's all just that those are perceptions, but perceptions is not existence. 
and and so at least like if you have, well, while you're put, uh, representing it in black and white, people are gonna say, okay, that's different. That's not our reality. But our rea what you what you see is not our reality. So you're moving toward the direction of the truth to the transcendent. Well, just 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 by the vir by virtue of using the black and white right now, I'm seeing the city. I'm seeing all the graffiti. Okay. People are trying to break free right now. That's rebellion. And that's what a lot of rap music is. It's defiance. And it's like, um, it's like they're painting the, the city too. Like the, like a lot of ancient civilizations, they painted their cities with like all these different colors, like the Aztecs and the Mayans. I'm not sure like the Egyptians, like the, the Babylonians and like the Mesopotamians, they would all paint their cities in like all these colors. And, and like, um, I feel like, um, I feel like it's part of like capitalism to make everything like brown and square and gray and mm. brick block wall like it's just so boring and then like because i do i do like um like I, I do like i have a little tag that i do for graffiti sometimes just for fun you know yeah. like uh kimberly that girl she does a lot of that okay. she's really good at painting that's, that's, your, that's your girlfriend right yeah my girl my girlfriend Why your girlfriend yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> i mean like no she's like she says we're in an open relationship but it's okay. like complicated yeah, you know like she's really nice though Re really yeah nice she's girl. cool and i met her mom too she was cool. yeah yeah she's yeah. dope they're dope they're okay. dope yeah i love her i love them but um yeah like sh um she actually told me that she was like yeah you know like um you know a lot of ancient civilizations they would paint their their cities you know and then i was like you know what yeah that's true like how much like if you go to venice like there's so many like murals and paintings like how much nicer and like I wonder what what kind of an impact that has on like your psychology, just seeing like all these images and all these colors compared to like all these like factories and like everything like being like brick and gray. They're and doing like, that with hospitals where or I, I watched this show where they're they're trying to move people away from the from the hospitals where it's just like white marble, uh, kind of artificial. Yeah, uh, it's like, and they're moving it more toward nature. Yeah, they're gonna have it where there's trees and maybe even outdoor stuff because I think that that's going to bring about healing. That's better. yeah. I, I believe that would like definitely like have an impact on your immune system. I feel yeah. like, um, like images and like, obviously your environment has a big impact on your consciousness and yeah. like how you feel and like, yeah. And then, um, uh, so yeah, like I do, I do a little bit of, what, 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 do, what do you think of this environment right here? I mean, I mean, it's like, a, I mean, just, or just like in Northridge in general. Like oh, Northridge. Oh, I like I like this side of, of town. This is obviously like a nicer sign compared to like over there, like Pacoima, San Fernando, and stuff. Yeah. But I like it over here. I like the hills. Uh, my dad used to live down the street, and I lived with him for a while, so it brings back a lot of like memories. Like I was driving right here, and uh, there's like some apartment complex called Linda Granada. Yeah. And my sister's name is Linda. And my last name is Granados. So oh, it's like almost like, and then I remember as kids, we'd be like, oh, look, those are your apartments, you know? And, and that's how I can tell that you, you're on the spiritual level because you're making connections and stuff. And that's, that's what like, that's what deep thinkers can do. And you're in that, in that type of, uh, that type of awareness. And that, I would do the same thing. It's like looking for synchronicities, looking for deeper aspects of existence, not just looking at the surface level. And do, do you have synesthesia? The what? Synesthesia. What is that? So when I when I look at numbers, I can see I, I see their colors. Um, no, nah, I don't. I don't like. I'm good with math, but not not really. Like I try to make sense of numbers. Or, no, it's, it's like you can see the color of sounds and stuff. Nah, yeah, no, nah, don't. Yeah, no, I don't see colors when I when I hear sounds. No. But yes, yeah, it's, it's this idea of making connections between things, and that's what you did when you're like, okay, Linda Granada. Okay, there's something deeper, deeper, and a lot of people are going to discount that and discredit that, and they're going to say. 
okay, you're just trying to, you're reaching a little bit. But I don't think you're so, man. Trying to put patterns together. Trying to put like, patterns together. But, but really, this universe is about patterns. Yeah. And we're in a dream world. And, yeah, and in yeah. dreams, there's, there's patterns everywhere. And there's deeper significance everywhere. Yeah. And so, but yeah, that's, um, and, that video definitely represents a lot of what and, I was going through. that's what an artist has to do. But yeah, that, that's what an artist has to do is he has to be able to uh, to make connections. And that's what we're talking about with like a with with a musician or a, a painter or a, or an, uh, an author who writes books. You have to be up on on all the physics, the, the science, the, the theology, the philosophy, and you have to be able to make connections and and, and introduce people to, to new revelations, putting things together so they can see things in a new way. And, uh, and and broaden their their conception of existence. Broaden their broaden their horizons. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Just like put a little bit of like what I what I how I see the universe, how I see the world into my music, and then you know maybe uh, you know they they could get inspired from that because obviously I got inspired from other artists, and that's why I started making music. So maybe I could inspire somebody else, and then that chain will continue. So can can we listen to a just like maybe just a couple more and then uh, and yeah. then, then we'll be in about an hour and then we could do another interview at some other time and get deeper into stuff. So okay, so that was like what I was going through right there. It was kind of like, you know, different kind of mood from that those other beats that I had. Um, let's see. So this one's a lot more recent that I made. I was kind of heartbroken when I made this. So it's kind of like sad. And then what genre is this? I would say it's like lo-fi, hip-hop, lo-fi. Just like slower kind of beat. You can still kind of flow to it. I was going to write like a heartbreak song to this. Yeah, actually, when I was writing with a Johnny, he played some of your music, and I was like, you see, you could tell when someone's just like mediocre, or when someone has this like a special talent that they're working with, and and I feel it like, okay, how did you get to this level where you have the the fluency and the and you, and you can create something that's you know at, at a higher level like this? So so can, can, how much how much effort how much work did you put in when you grew up? What type of music were you doing? Um, well, growing just, up, just to describe your development into, into being able so, to produce this. So, like, growing up, let's see, I first got into um, like hip hop, I got into like Cypress Hill. Well, it was like all the mainstream stuff, but I was I never really got into it like that. It was just like music to listen to, like, whatever my sisters, because my, my, my older sisters, I have sisters, so whatever they were listening to, like, it kind of passed down to me, and I was just like. I didn't really like their music because they were into like Spice Girls and Britney Spears and Backstreet yeah. Boys. Like that was the '90s stuff, you know. Yeah. But then I got introduced into Cypress Hill when I was like in middle school, like seventh grade, and I was like, "Oh, like I like this. I like this beat. Like I like it how it's raw." I also kind of got into like they're also philosophical a little bit too. Yeah, sure. like a little bit, a little yeah, bit kind of. Yeah. They're more like stoners and stuff, but. Yeah. But, like, I also was, like, hanging out with, like, graffiti writers and stuff. So, I, it was just, like, the whole culture. I was just, I, I was kind of intrigued by it. 
So I just kind of like got involved in it, and then um, like I just I just got more and more into underground hip hop. And I remember my sisters hated it, and then that's what kind of liked it more. I was like, yeah, I finally found my own music, you know. And like now I don't have to listen to their music. They would always listen to like uh, Radio Disney and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, and then so I got into you know all that underground. All that underground music, I was just, um, you know, a lot of a Jedi, when, once I got into Jedi Mind Tricks, like, and all this stuff, all that knowledge they were dropping about, like, conspiracy theories, and, like, Jedi Mind Tricks was, yeah, they, they not, definitely helped 9-11 was, like, just had, just had just happened, so they are talking about how it was an inside job, and Bush did it, and I was like, wait, what? They're like, this mm. is an inside job? And then, like, no one else was talking about this at that time, you know, it wasn't, like, the internet wasn't, like, as big as it is now where you could, like, look up conspiracy theories on YouTube or, like, you know, you could go on Reddit or, like, on, on all these other, like, um, websites where you could find all these conspiracy theories. So, like, they pretty much, like, broadened my, like, I was just like, what? Like, and I was always kind of, like, anti-authoritarian and anti-government. Like, my dad actually was, like, um, he because I'm Costa Rican. Yeah. So, um, north of Costa Rica is Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Yeah. So, when he was growing up, there was a, a the revolution in Nicaragua. So, he actually went out and he was, like, uh, he, he was, like, I don't know if he exactly, like, fought, but he was, like, helping the commies, you know, yeah. like, during the revolution. So, he had, like, <coughs> these communist ideals. Cool. And, like, obviously, he kind of, like, um, it, like, influenced me. And he would always talk about communism and Fidel Castro and Che Guevara. Yeah. So that kind of, like, influenced me to be, like, anti-capitalist and anti-government like government and anti-authoritarian. Mortal technique and, like, you know how, and how they were talking about, like, the government and, like, conspiracy theories and, like, imperialism and how we invade other countries for their resources. Like, I got really, like, inspired by that. I was like, well, they're, like, dropping some real shit, like... 50 Cent ain't talking about any of this, you know, like, none of these mainstream rappers, like, Definitely, yeah. you know, and I was just like, I really like this more, like, it's more intellectual, like, there's more, like, knowledge, like, and then I was just, um, I was just like, that's the kind of music I want to, I want to make, you know, I want to, like, it was just, like, it just kind of made, it was just more powerful, but it was, it had more meaning to it, you know? A lot of these rappers are, they're, they're fulfilling the stereotypes of, uh, yeah. the stereotype that maintains a cultural, uh, it maintains the cultural dynamics and the, the stratification. They they're, they're almost fulfilling what the what the culture wants to see in order to maintain its structure. And a, a big aspect of that is quote unquote uh, black people, which is a social construction that they're that they're inferior and that they act like criminal or like animals or whatever or even like just people of color just in general. But again, it's yeah. people of color that's a social construction. It doesn't mean anything. But yeah, the, a lot of that music is maintaining that. That stereotype that's, that's that, and that, yeah. like, yeah, I, um, yeah, it's just like they're always talking about like guns and making money and shooting other like. But, but what do you people? expect? They growing up in the ghetto, they don't yeah. have a lot of you know, and, and also growing up in, in these environments, they don't, they're not, their their mentality gets it's stifled and it and their their growth is stunted. Um. So yeah, there needs to be changes, you know, system sy- systemic changes in society, like what your what your grandpa or was your grandpa. My dad, your dad, yeah, your dad was was uh, working to to help facilitate. Um, but, it, it, but the big aspect of that is going to be consciousness. And I was talking to my friend Nick Nikunja the other day, and he was talking about how the Hare Krishna mantra. I said, how how can we how can we bring about these changes? He said, we're just chanting the Hare Krishna mantra. Why? Because that Hare Krishna mantra it helps to free the mind, it free the mind of thinking, and that's what mantra means actually. 
it means to like free the mind of thinking. And thinking is all about based around the ego and it's it's based around the idea that you are a self. Like it's shaped by that. So we're gonna transcend that and now we're gonna get more connected to the divine, to ins inspiration, to to divine consciousness, contemplation. And uh and it's it's gonna be it, it's really really what could Really, the only the only way we can affect serious change is through a consciousness, uh, a, a shift, and a and a and a growth and, and a maturity in that. But yeah, so continue with the with, with your development with the. Oh music. yeah, so um, so the, I I got really into like um that East Coast hip hop, that boom bap, and um I just like I wanted to make my own music, and then also like in the neighborhood I grew up, like everybody I knew was like. We would all like get together and like everybody would just start freestyling. Yeah. So and then I would just like I was I was actually the the younger like I was actually younger than everybody else. So um like I got really like I got exposed to like all these people just like rapping and stuff. I wasn't even rapping. I was just like sitting around like hearing all these other people like freestyle and rap and like I I just I knew that's what I I wanted to do. And then, but it wasn't actually until, like, I got into, like, electronic music and I heard, like, I think I went to, like, a rave or, like, something and I was just, like, I think I was already, like, kind of, like, 16 or 17, so I was kind of getting a little bit more more mature to where I could be, like, okay, I can, I can do my own stuff, you know? But I heard, like, these electronic sounds and I was, like, like, I want to, you know, like, I want to, I want to make, I want to find out how they make this. Like, I got really intrigued and interested in, uh, in how they made these sounds, you know, and the production behind it and the engineering, so I just, like... I got like a, a pirated version of Ableton and I just started like messing around with it and I taught myself how to like just watching YouTube tutorials and like reading and researching and then I just started making my own beats and my own like I started making dubstep at first but then I kind of like got out of that whole like rave and EDM scene yeah and then I got really into like making like hip-hop beats and like lo-fi beats and trap beats because I was like well you know I could uh I could um you know, I could sell these to like other rappers. There's more. It's more lucrative than just making like EDM beats. Mm -hmm. So that's you know that's really how like how. So you've been inspired. doing it, huh? You've been selling this stuff to rappers. Yeah, every like like small time rappers here and there, but honestly, it's like it's kind of like hard to work with other artists. But I mean, it's something I like to do. Yeah. At some point, we might want to collaborate. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm, I'm sure. down. You know, like. I'm gonna be posting more stuff on my SoundCloud. Like I, I lost my password to my other SoundCloud, and because I was. Can you tell me what your SoundCloud is? And everything? SoundCloud, Infamous Dimes, Instagram, Infamous Dimes, Snapchat, Infamous Dimes. It's all Infamous Dimes. So it's just straightforward. That's how you spell it. But yeah, check it out. I got um, I got lo-fi beats, trap beats. Uh, I'm working on some drum and bass beats and some house beats. And you want to describe like the just we think the philosophy of your music and also just maybe just the philosophy of EDM, the philosophy of lo-fi, um, what 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 kind of uh, concepts are these bringing about, and, and how are they relevant so to this age? So I feel like it, like boom bap is like more like you could express yourself more, you could get more lyrical with it with that kind of beat. You you could just it, it's a way of just expressing yourself and just telling it how it is and just being raw and having no filter and being like you could be explicit or you you don't have to be or you know just telling telling it how it is how you want to how you see the world and then lo-fi beat for me it's a little bit like more relaxing more subtle more relax like uh more of a like softer kind of tone and relaxing kind of um vibe. 
And then EDM is just like that. It's like a ha uh, higher energy, faster pace, kind of like <coughs> club music. Also like working out music. Like it's just um, it's just a different energy. Like dance, you could dance to it a little bit more. And it's also it's also kind of repetitive and all that. But uh, it's it's more like club music, I would say. Like EDM is more like club music. It's not really something you would just play every day, like on your way to work or at the house. Maybe you, here and there, but it's I get annoyed of listening to it. I, I'd rather listen to like hip hop or lo-fi or like uh, other genres. But yeah, like let me try to bring one of these. Uh, do, you, do you ever listen to classical music like Mozart and stuff? I do listen to like classical music. Um, actually, that's that's how I get a lot of my inspiration inspiration yeah uh, actually i'm running a, a oh, actual, yeah, no i'm actually i'm running a, a trial a trial version of this software okay. so um it's not gonna work but oh, okay but i'll play some other drum and bass and stuff can, can, I, can, can i hear just like maybe a, a boom bap one if you got anything a boom bap beat yeah um let me see like, let's, let's check out a boom bap and and like to to me, like what I think is that people, what people really want is self transcendence of the self. And and tell me which which. I think I have you, mostly like lo-fi. My bad. Oh, that like lo-fi. Like what what music you think uh, facilitates that the most? Out of your stuff. Wait, I'm sorry. What was like self transcendence. Self transcendence. Would that be like lo-fi? Or... Uh, yeah, I feel like with lo-fi, it's just like. You could get really into your thoughts and into yourself, and it's kind of a little bit more mellow, so you could kind of meditate to it. This is lo-fi. I don't think I have any boom bap right now, but I think with lo-fi, like, it just makes me feel like way more relaxed, and I could just think and just get things done more. What is it called again? When you put the the samples, yeah. When you put, the, I love how you put samples in music because I remember Wu Tang used to do that. Yeah. And certain groups do that. I feel like that's missing in a lot of stuff now because. Especially with philosophical type of music, to have like Jedi Mind Tricks would do that too. You have a, a a cool snippet in the beginning that's that's thought provoking. Uh, although they they didn't take it so seriously. If I were to do it, I'm gonna put something like Alan Watts or someone like really profound thinker saying something in the beginning. Get people. I'd be told, like I don't even know who that is, but I mean. Like you real, real philosophical. If you want to send me some stuff, I'll, I'll I'll make like a custom beat for you and put something for sure, in there. For sure. That'd be yeah, amazing. like send me some samples. Like I'd love to like I'm down. I'm open. Yeah, like some someone like Alan Watts or Terrence McKenna, or just any type of real deep thinker. Yeah. As a sample, that's what I would want for everyone. Send my me that. Send yeah. me that. Don't forget. Send me some of the, those okay. clips so I can know. Okay. But um, but yeah, that's that's what I don't really have any um. Yeah, I don't really have any boom bap. I, I've been really focusing on uh, on like lo-fi and stuff. And like, so um, are you good at you? You can read music and everything, right? Honestly, I don't have any like um like professional or like what do you call it? Like um actual like how to read and make music. Like I never took any music theory. It's just like what I've self-learned and what I feel on the keyboard. Maybe a little bit on like YouTube tutorials and stuff, but I can't read music. But I could like play, you know, just yeah. by like sound, you know. So, so what what uh what are you using to make these like uh, GarageBand or? What, I use that? um well I use Ableton, which is the the dog right here, the Ableton Live. Yeah. 
And then I use other instruments, whatever, like I have a, a micro chord, keyboard synthesizer. I use that. And there's also other software that I use. I use, uh, I use Massive. I use FM8. They're like different VST plugins and instruments that you can get like, it's just virtual stuff, you know, and then you use a MIDI like uh, controller to, to play it, you know what I mean? So I use a lot of that, but... What would with my Mac? What would you recommend I use? Uh, like to make beats, they have something called Logic on. Oh, you Logic can use you can use um, GarageBand. I don't use GarageBand, but Logic. I heard Logic is really good. Ableton's really big too. It's it's more for like live sets and stuff. You want to do something live? Um, actually, since I moved all my files around, I lost a lot of files. So I have to like fix it all up. But I actually had a drum and bass live set ready. But it's not gonna work right now. Or maybe it will. Let's see. <clears throat> yeah, this uh, yeah, I lost a lot of the files, but this is something I was working on, but I it's not gonna sound right right now because it, it's like in a work in progress and I lost a bunch of files. That's like a really grungy like synth. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have my the kick on there, so it sounds like crap right now. How do you lose it? What happened? Oh, uh, cause I moved my files around and yeah. I haven't I hadn't um. So when you move the files around, it 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 has you have to find the location of it again. Mm -hmm. So see right here it says media files are missing. Please click here to for mm -hmm. and then you have to like search for them. But it doesn't find them because they're all on my external hard drive. Yeah. Because I had so much stuff. Like, I've been working on so many projects and different things that I had, like, over, like, over maxed out, like, my memory, basically. Yeah. Like I said, I was listening to your stuff with a Johnny, and I was really, really impressed with it. Yeah, I mean, really I have high, that, high quality stuff. Yeah, I have that, um, I have that mix on SoundCloud. So maybe I could pull it up on my phone. Yeah, but this is all messed up right now. So I can't play any of that. I have to like fix it. But maybe on the next one I could do like a live like beat making set or something. So how long have you been studying stuff like quantum physics and, and, and how is this uh, influencing your music right now with these, these um, new concepts and ideas? So I've been like in school for like five or six years. Um, I'm, I'm actually about to get my associates in math and I'm about to transfer. And so it's been like five or six years but... Like that one song with the Stephen Hawking sample, that kind of like influenced me to put that in there because uh, it was just talking about the universe and like, you know, obviously quantum physics, how like all that spooky and like weird kind of like phenomena yeah. that occurs and like quantum entanglement, spooky, quant spooky yeah. action at a distance, Einstein yeah. called it. Yeah, yeah, and um, like um, particle wave duality, how yeah, yeah. electrons behave as a wave and a, and a, a particle. You know, you know what Feynman said? He said if if you if you think you understand quantum mechanics, you don't understand quantum mechanics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, um, and we're all made out of um, atoms of and electrons and all that. So, if all that's going on at the atomic level, like, obviously, it, it's, it correlates to, like, the, the bigger picture. Like, we're all, like, it just kind of, like, reinforces the fact that we're all, like, that it's kind of holographic or mm. it's like a projection of some sort, like, because most of these atoms is just empty space. 
it's just empty space. Like it's just a like a the nucleus of an atom, and then there's like all these electrons like far away floating around, and then between all that is like supposed to be like dark matter, which they can't figure out what it is yet, or yeah, you know all these other like super small particles which i feel is kind of like they might think they're like axions or, or some sort of particles dark matter but they don't really know what's going on some of them say that it's not dark matter there's even people who hypothesize that it's just a different that's just gravity that we don't understand that's a the newtonian yeah. uh, modified uh gravity theory but <clears throat> yeah there's, there's a lot of uh debate about this stuff and, and there's a lot of uh, obscurity with it all but yeah like i was saying with you uh we see, we, we perceive that everything's like 99% empty space. But again, when I look at reality, I see it all as metaphorical, as allegorical. And our perceptions are telling us that, but it's pointing us to a deeper meaning. And that meaning would be like, okay, there is no thing. Everything is one. Everything is empty space. But is it literally? I don't really trust my senses. But I know if you're in a dream that you don't trust your senses, but your, your senses, what you're perceiving is going to point you to a deeper truth. Yeah. According to Freud, according to Jung, according to these guys. And that's the way I look at reality. You know, people say, well, is it evolution or is it like creationism? Well, you know, it, it appears that through the morpho, morphological, uh, you know, the the studies of the, of the morphological genetic data that everything comes from one common ancestor. They call it Luca, the last universal common ancestor and stuff like that. And I'll, I'll say, okay, that's what all our senses are. That's what our senses are saying. And you talk about with the matrix too. Uh, but we don't know. We, we don't, we, we can't really trust our senses. We don't know if, if like in the movie Eraser with, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, everything could just be implanted. Right, right now I could be starting my life right now and everything before it happened is just an implanted memory. And I don't really, I can't be certain about that. So, yeah, our senses are telling us this stuff, but there's something deeper to what's going on. So what does that mean that there's one ancestor that we all have? Well, it's again, it's just pointing us to the idea of there's oneness. Everything is one. There is no thing. It's, 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 it's bringing us toward that ultimate revelation and that self-transcendence, transpersonal consciousness. Yeah. But um, I think we should end on that note. And then yeah. we should, I mean, I'm down to come back some other time. Yeah, bro. But Sounds good. Definitely, bro. like, I feel like I want to have more conversations with you. I feel like uh, I've learned a lot today, and I feel like you're really knowledgeable about this stuff. And uh, definitely, we'll definitely be coming back some other time. And also, like, I got people hitting me up, but yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, definitely. I mean, you got some kind. You got like an hour or more on there. You got over an hour, yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, we could do this like next Saturday. I'm usually off like Saturdays and Sundays, so that's the best time. Or Mondays sometimes too. Yeah, and I'm thinking like let's hopefully get some uh, collaboration with some music. Oh yeah, like, send I, me, I send stuff, me that stuff. But I need somebody who has a good ear with rap music. So you have a good ear because uh, one thing that happened was I wrote a lot of raps, but I wrote them and then my originals were thrown away. Oh and, really? And they're full of errors, and especially with the IN versus ING sounds, because when I wrote the raps, um. This was my freshman year and sophomore year of college when I was playing basketball. I could only write raps and I was nervous. And when I wrote them, they, they're full of errors where I had auto-check, auto-correct. So they would change all the INs to INGs. But I didn't know that. Or I knew that, but I didn't think it was a bad big of a deal because I thought I had would have my originals still that I could look back on. But I don't yeah, have the yeah, originals. Yeah. So I need to have someone with a good ear so I can try the different variations of those songs. And then we can put them on tracks and everything. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I have a mic. I have, like, a little, like, mini, like, studio. Like, I have enough to, like, make something up. And then also my friend, he's actually, like, 
He works for a professional studio, so I send all send him my stuff, and then he masters it, okay. and mixes it and all that, and like engineers it. China. So it sounds a little bit more professional. So we could definitely work on that. All right, bro. So yeah, this is a good podcast, and we're definitely got to get deeper into just like the, the philosophy of, of the music that you're doing and and listening to more of it the edm just all the different the different stuff you're working on and uh we'll do that later at some point but any any other thoughts you want to bring up before um we... not at the top of my mind no just um just check out my soundcloud check out my instagram you know i'll be bringing up putting out more music um i got I got all kinds of stuff that I'm working on that I'm excited to show you guys. And uh, Follow me on Instagram, Infamous Dimes. Follow me on SoundCloud, Infamous Dimes. But yeah, the psychosocial, the psychosocial electromagnetic biochemical manipulation of human consciousness is taking place. Breaking about the, <laughs> yeah, you got that from Jedi Mind Tricks. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. Okay, before, okay, before we go, we got to listen to a little bit of a Jedi Mind Tricks uh, from from that album, this is a this is a classic album. Uh, what is this? What is this album called again? That's the that's the album. Yeah, the, the, the psychosocial. You know what's so crazy is I as I typed that in before. Oh, for real? And and he says that in this album, and yeah, I was yeah. gonna pl- I was actually gonna play this at the end of, of what we were talking, and then you just reminded me of that. Oh, for this real? This I'm talking about about synchronicities. That's crazy. I no because did you see me type this yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. I didn't type. I typed this in like an hour ago because I was gonna end with this because you mentioned Jedi Mind Tricks. I was gonna end with this, yeah, yeah. and then you mentioned the psychosocial biochemical, and that's what he says in this song that I have posted right here, and you are a witness to that. That's yeah. what I'm talking about synchronicities. Definitely, definitely. Human consciousness is bringing about the abyss, psychosocial. He says that in this song that I was going to play at the end of the that you ended it with. That's crazy. crazy. That's crazy, right? That's crazy. Manifesting right here, live and direct. And I've done that with a lot of dudes who I've interviewed. We've, mm-hmm. we've had manifestations on live. So people can see that it's not a joke. That's the that's the nation of Islam. They talk about the birds of Shabazz. That's that's the when the world is full of black people for you. That's their mythology. But it kind of counteracts the the white the the European idea. Stuff like that. Like you have to research that to know what the fuck you're talking about. And that's how I that that's the thing is if you listen to Jedi Mind Tricks and stuff you're gonna get a, a high level education, uh, in, in a lot of esoteric spiritual concepts, and it's it that's what I was doing in college and I learned way more probably listening to them than you go to in a lot of the classes that you would go to. So, but yeah, that, we just had a manifestation right there, synchronicity, and that, that was pretty tight. But in this song, just look it up, Book of Tan. Uh, he says psycho, social, electromagnetic, biological, whatever you said at the end. He says that of human, of human consciousness. He says that in this song that I was gonna play at the end of the thing that he that he ended it with. And he didn't see that. You didn't see that I had typed that. No, in. I didn't. I was gonna end with that. That's so, crazy. All right. That's crazy. We out.